and it's it's worked like i've i've got the first uh, first person paying for tiny lock just yesterday um are you serious yeah yeah 11 days wow. after i started hang on it. a second <laughs> you started building this product three weeks ago 11 days like 12 days today. 11 days ago and okay this is cool Hi everyone, this is Dan Miller and you're listening to Speaking of Products. On this show, I focus on what it takes to start and grow a business around technology products. These days, there are so many fantastic people creating all sorts of wonderful technology products that make our world a better place. For every one of the popular platforms you know and love, there are many more new and lesser known ones on the way. I'm on the journey myself to create a technology product business. And so I've produced this podcast as a way of sharing the ideas, strategies, and tactics I discover on the way. There's always something we can learn from ambitious founders and what they do to get ahead. The goals here are to highlight what has worked for the success stories and to uncover what is going on with those hidden gems. Well, hello there. Thanks for hitting play. Welcome to another episode of Speaking of Products. In the last episode, I enjoyed the interview with Kevin Gerdicke so much, I thought I'd do another interview. This time, I am talking to a gentleman by the name of Ben Mann. If you're like me and you listen to a few podcasts, Ben's voice might be familiar with you. He's one of the co-hosts of the podcast named Product Journey that he produces with his partner, Noah Bragg. Ben is the creator of a product called Playgroup, and he's also been doing some awesome work recently, um, actually phenomenal work recently, just producing a new product on the side in his spare time over his holiday break. You'll hear all about it in the next few minutes, but I'll give a little bit of a hint. The level of output Ben has produced and the results he's got from it are just simply amazing, seriously. Other things I got out of the episode, uh, Ben talked about the benefit of launching your product to a single first customer and focusing on them to ensure that the product is working well and they are getting value before really jumping into uh, opening the doors to other people. Ben also talked about getting up early in the day to get a good block of uninterrupted time to make progress, tackling more difficult things first and leaving smaller, easier jobs for moments when you're just not feeling it. I really enjoyed this interview with Ben and I reckon you will too. So how about we get into it, eh? All right. Thanks for joining me, Ben. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. (laughs) This is great. I've been coming across your work now since uh, late 2019 when I encountered the podcast that you and Noah created called Product Journey. And um, I was really inspired by you guys. I've just been watching your journey and how you've been producing things and I'm just finding it's fascinating the output levels you guys have got. So I wanted to get you on the show today just to talk a little bit about that and about some of the motivations behind what you do. (laughs) Man, thank you so much. Uh, (laughs) um, it's it's funny that you that you mentioned when you actually came across this because um, you know my entire journey and being open about it all started in mid 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 2019 I think um, because that's when I started taking my Fridays off from my day job that's kind of how it started for me it was like you know like trying to build something on the side and taking it a little more serious trying to make some money off of it. Um, and then I, you know, I, I created a Twitter account. I did that before, but I never really used it in any way. And I was like, you know, this time you're just going to share everything you do a little bit more openly. Um, and quickly well, yeah. after I, I started that, Noah actually reached out on Twitter. We, we didn't know each other before. 
um and we just randomly decided to start a podcast and well so we did <laughs> well i think i gotta thank you for it because it, like i said before it's quite inspirational and it's wonderful how these things happen when people just get to know each other and start talking about what they're building and what they're working on but you mentioned before you get into your product details you mentioned you're um, moving on to your away from your day job to get into that so what is your day job what do you do for a living Oh, uh, that, that is, you know, like on paper, I'm a developer, but I wear yeah. a lot of hats. <laughs> if, you know, like if you would uh, f- film my day to day, that really depends on what's going on. Um, so I work at a design agency uh, as a developer, but it's way more than that. So I have a phone on my desk, which means I also do customer support every day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm writing back-end code, front-end code. I am the server guy. So that means yeah. I also, you know, like build CI, CD um, with GitLab, CI, self-hosted. So I'm doing all the server stuff, setting up new servers for clients. And I'm also there, um, you know, like to calculate stuff, uh, putting out quotes and um, talking to the clients in the first meetings and everything. So it's, <laughs> you know, like it's- <laughs> Wow, so- it sounds yeah. like essentially what you're doing there is you're basically running an entire business already. So yeah. moving into creating your own product business was probably not much of a shift, right? <laughs> exactly. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's basically what I do day to day anyway, just for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's cool. Um, is that always what you wanted to do, like get into development and produce products? Or did you happen to just find yourself in this space? Like how did you get involved in this? Oh, that's a good question. So my path in general has not been very straightforward. I dropped out of college and I was actually studying British and American studies. Um, so I did not finish my my bachelor's degree there uh, because I, you know, I, I got bored at, at some point and was looking for some extra money on the side uh, and started my first developer job. Um, and then at some point I was like, you know, I failed this one course and I was like, oh man, you already failed that like <laughs> three times. Um, and I had to go there after work and it, you know, it was just tiring and, you know, I was making good money on the site anyway. And so I just decided to drop out of college because, you know, it was already working kind of, and it was like, it, it was fun. So I just stuck with it in a way. Um, so the yeah. original plan was not to work as a developer at all. It was more like, let's see if I can do something with books and culture and stuff like that. And um, Wow, that's an interesting I, shift, actually. Yeah, at the same time, though, I, you know, I got my first computer when I was like, I didn't really know, like 10 or 12. Um, and I was very interested in computers ever since, you know, like I assembled my own computers when I was like 12. I broke them uh, and had to reassemble them. Um, nice. And so, I, you know, there was always this this interest in computers and programming, and I learned that on the side for myself, basically. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was just the way that it came to be in a way. Um, it was obviously meant to be, man, because I reckon <laughs> what you do is pretty good from what I've seen so far. That's Thank probably you. a good <laughs> chance to talk a little bit about what your product is. So what I know about it is you're the creator of Playgroup. Yep. Uh, it's a modern approach to the online community forum. And... Um, you're in the early stages of starting the business. Exactly. And you've got a solid working version of it right now and you're heading towards launching it in earnest, like really getting it out there. <laughs> um, but what I've seen in the last six months has been phenomenal. You've gone from zero to product is up and running to product is almost launched and there's people starting to knock on your door asking for it. So did I get that right? Yeah. Um, how would you pitch <laughs> it in your own words? 
No, that's that's pretty accurate. So it's uh, what I always say. It's modern forum software. Even though the word forum is kind of like it's got those connotations. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's what people know, right? They they know message boards. Um, so it's basically for calm discussions. Um, and it is made easy to navigate so that you can actually stay on top of a lot of discussions at the same time, um, which, you know, like with, with real-time applications like Slack, uh, that is really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, um, and especially, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if people want to post longer form uh, articles or responses or whatever. Um, that's where Playgroup really, really shines. Also because it's, it's not only got the structure, but also because the search is pretty good right now. Um, yeah, that, that's basically what it is. Um, Very and cool. so far, I do have one paying customer. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's funny because one paying customer means there are like 300 something people using it, right? Because one community brings uh, a certain amount yeah. of members. Um, yeah. And from what I can tell, it's actually quite a well-known community that's using it at the moment as well. So that says a lot. The people who have started using it, they've it's it's got a high profile and there's a lot of value in there. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually funny because uh, it's Mega Maker with Justin Jackson. It's the community that's that's paying right now, and um, oh yeah, Justin is also the the person who kind of pushed me into that direction. So when I started uh, the version one of Playgroup in I think it was October uh, twenty nineteen, um, I was actually building something completely different. <laughs> so Playgroup yeah. version one was actually meant to be like calm uh, communication for remote teams. Um, and then at some point, you know, you know, like I had a, I had a first v- working version of that as well. And then COVID happened and I was like, Hey, this is kind of good because you know, like now everybody needs to work from home, but in reality, it actually got way harder to sell this because people yeah. were looking for something to make remote work happen and not something asynchronous necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I had a really hard time selling that. Um, and at the same time, Justin approached me and was like, Hey, uh, could you could like could you also use this for a forum? <laughs> because wow. he was you know he was actively looking for a discourse alternative, and at first I was actually well you know you could because when I started out building it I was like thinking you could use that like for teaching and for you know group discussions so it was in the back of my head, but I was actually pushing back I was like yeah I mean you could do that but you would probably need to change a lot of things about it and I was not ready to give up on the v1 that I had just built for remote teams um and then like a week or two after that I basically messaged him back and I was like you know I think I should try this (laughs) that's amazing Um, that's pretty cool and that's what I was getting at before when I said you're an inspiration in the way you go about it so you've gone from a starting product and then you've been approached by someone at the caliber of Justin Jackson, who said, I think it could do forum work. And you said, give me a moment and I'm just going to go build it. And then within moments, you've, or within a few weeks, you've come back and said, yeah, it's ready to go. Is that how it planned out? <laughs> so it was not ready to, you know, ready to go <laughs> at that point. But at, like a week or two afterwards, I at least had made the decision that I should, you know, like build a second version of it. Um, that is more suitable as a forum software then. Yeah. Um, and I basically had both of them up at the same time for a brief while. And then um, I talked to more people about the forum solution and I saw that there was more demand. And then I basically shut down the remote work version and just went with the forums version, um, which we now know as Playgroup. Um, and then it wow. literally just took me like a month or some something like that to you know like get the MVP done. Um, and all the time, and that, that is pretty, 
pretty important i think i could reach out to justin and tell him like hey that's what i'm going for like this is what i'm building right now um what else would you need in a v1 to make this work and so so i had this like person that i could you know like use as a soundboard sounding board and just uh just have this back and forth about like what should the first version really contain what what needs to be in there which set of features um like how do you actually you know because it's a paid paid uh community we also needed yeah. this integration with like memberful and podia and so i made the zapier integration i got the slack integration because uh, megaspace megamake is also running on slack um and that those were all pretty good decisions because other other communities just work the same way <laughs> um yeah. that's that, i think you've done something really amazing there as well in that your very first customer turns out to be for those who don't know who justin jackson is or who what mega maker is justin is a pretty well-known product developer um marketer in the internet land <laughs> he's very well known out there but mega maker is the community for people to get together and talk about what it is they're building and what are they creating so already you're finding a situation where it's got high levels of demand, high levels, high levels of quality requirement there. Justin wants a quality product, right? So you've gone and produced it and created it and he's saying it's working and we would like to tr transport over from discourse onto, onto our playgroup. Um, from what you've done there, I think that's really strong and that's, that's sending a message to other people out there saying, yeah, there's something to pay attention to here. So. I think your very first choice of customer was a very wise one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was kind of lucky that he reached out. I mean, he knew that I was building this uh, V1 because of the podcast and sharing everything I do also with the Mega Maker group. Um, so you see, yeah, it was preparation plus luck as, you know, like. Yeah, but <laughs> you could have also say. said, uh, you could have also said to Justin, oh, look, I'm not ready or I'm, I'm not up to producing this for you guys because there was a high level of um, risk there. Yep. But you you stuck to your guns and you went for it. And I think you've done such a good job. So well done for that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, what I wanted to also talk a little bit about, there's probably two topics. Um, one is about the motivation behind wh what you do and how you go about it on a day-to-day -day basis. And another one is about how you deal with distractions. So hmm. let's start with the first one. You know, what is motivating you? Like how, what, what's driving you and how do you go about this on a day-to-day -day basis? So my my big picture motivation <laughs> um, is I want to quit my day job at some point and just do everything, you know, like as, as we just said before, like I'm basically doing everything that I do in my free time already with my day job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't get the entire money that I should get for it. <laughs> if, yeah, fair enough, fair if enough. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, no, that makes sense. So in a way, I just want to, you know, like have a second income stream and at some point, hopefully this can replace my um, my salary from my day job. Um, so that's the big picture motivation. And the short term motivation is also that it's a lot of fun doing it <laughs> um, and that I learn a lot of stuff on the way. Uh, I think that's actually a big driving factor for me. I just like to learn new stuff and explore ideas and bring stuff to life. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, that's that's it. It's the fun side of it, isn't it? When you can sit down in there and actually just enjoy what you're doing, it's yeah. not work. Then it's just it's just pure enjoyment, and that's what we want to get out of life, really. So I can see that motivation for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, given that you are doing this now on a day to day basis, though, it seems like such a natural transition for you to then do what you're already doing, but for your own product, and then suddenly you might start seeing the returns for your own efforts and. You know, the sky's the limit there, really. If as much as you want to put into it, 
is probably what you can get out of it. So yeah, I can see that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm seeing it as well. Have you faced any major challenges with it so far? And like, <laughs> um, you know, how so did you I, overcome them? I had some hiccups here and there, like, you know, not renewing the SSL certificates. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes a, to bite us a lot in developer land, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic, right? Um, yeah. I am worried a little bit about scalability because if a community brings on like 5,000 members at the same time, uh, you know, that I, I kind of have to account for that in a way. Um, on the other hand, from a developer's perspective, everything went pretty well so far. And, you know, like starting out with the version one and then switching the folks to forum software, I actually rewrote most of the application, which is kind of cool because it gave me the chance to do it right the second time. Yeah. Um, so biggest That's challenge- That's a common story sometimes, isn't it? Where people oh, yeah. create the very first minimal viable product version of what it is they're working on and they just smash it out as fast as they possibly yep. can. And we'll talk about that in a minute, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then what you do is you sort of go, I oh, I could have done that bit bit better over here and I could have polished up that. So there's probably a nice story or a lesson out there for a lot of people in it does pay to just smash things out sometimes. That gets the ideas out of your head and into a working product. And then later on, that's when you can really fine tune things and polish it. So you, you've done that quite well there. Yeah, it's, it's what I do a lot is revisiting stuff, like revisiting the onboarding process because, you know, at first it just got to work. And then you want to make sure that there is less friction. Um, and then you want to make sure that it, there is like zero friction. <laughs> so go yeah. back to it, revisit it, and make sure you, people can actually reset their passwords and stuff like that, which <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. not implement <laughs> the first time. Um, <laughs> oh, well, they say sometimes, you know, do do the things manually in the background if you have to, uh, and, and then start automating everything as you can. <laughs> I did that with the MegaMake group when they like when we onboarded them there was no password reset actually and some people <laughs> you know it's like we we used the importer I wrote for this course and they should have been able to just log in with their old credentials right but when they forgot those well that's bad luck and then <laughs> then I actually had to go in and delete their accounts and they just had to re-register and everything um yeah. but yeah I just made I just did that manually and it, it worked just fine. <laughs> nice, um, nice. So I just want to come back real quick to other challenges because the biggest challenge for me right yeah. now and in the past probably one to two months has been um, positioning actually. So I actually jumped on a call with April Dunford about that before and she was pretty great, gave me some advice there. Um, because, you know, there's so much advice out there of people saying, hey, you need to find your niche, you need to find the perfect customer for you for your product. And with Playgroup, that is really hard to do because there are so many different groups and segments um, in oh, the market yeah. that it, could it's use It's such a broad um, variety yeah. of people that could get value from it. Exactly. And I was still like looking for the perfect segment and trying to figure out even when talking to people like, um, like what's your motivation? What kind of community are you actually looking to build here? And it was all over the place. I was really struggling with that because I, I just thought I need to find the perfect segment. And then at some point it just clicked for me that I don't have to do that. <laughs> like I just shouldn't go find the perfect segment right now. Um, I have a great product and I can just market it as that. Like, hey, whatever the segment is that you're in, we can do X for you. Like we can provide a, a forum solution that is well organized, has great search, is not so great for SEO right now. You know, like just give them the, yeah. the advantages and disadvantages and then just see 
um, maybe later at a later point see which segment actually is the one with the most demand there but I don't really have to niche down and it, it yeah. kind of took me a while to actually realize that <laughs> exactly oh well, that's good that, and that's I think there's something in that starting with a um, you could go very very niche straight away or you could start with a product which has such a broad range of potential customers and then start finding the ones that really are speaking to you the ones that are saying hey we want this and then you can really start focusing in on them We've done that in our, our family business as well. We started, um, for, for a bit of background as an aside there, we started our business in the area of bookkeeping. And um, we started focusing on providing bookkeeping services for tradespeople, people that build houses, oh. construction industry professionals. And so our business was called Trade Guardian. And then over time, what we did is we noticed that there was more and more people in certain industries coming at us saying, we want your services as well. And um, we started really doubling down on those people and giving them more value. And then it's just grown from there. It's been great. That's an aside. <laughs> my, my main focus these days is more about, um, you know, producing technology products and just wanted to sort of show that analogy. So sorry, back yeah. to you, Ben. Makes perfect sense. Um, also, what I learned on the way is give it, give it some more time. Like I was very impatient <laughs> um, I was very impatient with you know finding the perfect segment and I was kind of running around headless in a way like <laughs> trying yeah. to you know pull every lever there is instead of just you know chill out a little bit and just yeah. uh, you know talk to talk to Justin a little more uh, and actually make him happy because what yeah. makes him happy will probably also make other communities happy um, <laughs> nice exactly there's yeah. like one of the biggest mistakes I think or something that I should you know, like, I, I don't even know if I could have avoided that because I've never been in that situation. So <laughs> maybe it was just natural progression there. Um, but I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I just came to that, so like that conclusion in the end that I should just, you know, like relax a little bit um, and nice. not go, not go with the advice that is out there every time and try to niche down everything. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Not, not putting too much effort in the development side of Playgroup right now. Yeah. It's reached a stage where you're happy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm pretty happy right now because especially because I'm seeing people um, signing up that I've never spoken to, um, and they start creating threads. They start inviting users. Um, there is a certain problem that I'm not able to convert them to paid yet. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I only opened Playgroup for uh, self service like three three weeks ago, maybe four oh, weeks ago. Um, that's just you, that's just the next challenge you need to face now is like you've gone from challenge one which is what am I going to build to challenge two okay I think I'm going to build uh, a, a topic a product in this area challenge three is I need to get it working challenge four get my first customer yep. challenge five you're up to now is how do I start actually getting people from trial users to paid users so you know you're working pretty well Ben I don't <laughs> think you need to be too hard on yourself <laughs> as I said I'm impatient <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a good quality trait to have, mate, because you're actually producing. Um, what do you reckon has been the best thing so far about getting into it? You know, what's your favorite memory related to this product so far? So one thing for sure is seeing the money come through, you know, like just getting that first payment and looking at it and you're like, oh, man, I just, you know, I just created some money out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool to see. Um, nice. But it's also like connecting with all the people um, and improving little things for people in the Mega Maker community. Like, obviously, 
this is an interesting demographic because most of them have their own products, so they have an eye for everything, right? If, yep, yep. <laughs> if something's <laughs> off, they will see and they will tell you. Just for you. a bit of context, um, <laughs> for those who don't know, like I said before, Mega Maker community is for about product creators. So you're already talking to an audience who live and breathe creation of products. So then when they're looking at yours, they're probably looking at it with a different point of view than most other people would be. They can see things, but there's probably a positive to that as well. Hey, they're probably a bit more open to letting things slide and knowing that you're going to get to it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the perfect first customer, to be honest, because they see stuff, but they also know, oh, you probably already have a list of 100 things to do. Just add it to that. And at some point, they know that I'll, I'll get to it. Um, yeah. And because we have that Slack channel, I can always like uh, come back to some points and just, uh, you know, like we have a special channel in there called Playgroup Support where people can just, uh, you know, bring up stuff and I'll be like, you know, I can I can just answer that and um, tell them, you know, like if I'm busy or if I'm just deploying something to fix that. Um, so that's really cool. just a great first customer. <laughs> nice. So after your first customer and then maybe more and more, where do you see Playgroup a year from now or three years or five years from now? What, what do you see it being? I really hope that we can or that I can get a bunch more communities on there and actually help those communities get more people in. Um, so in yeah. a way, what I want to do with Playgroup is also like help those communities that choose Playgroup and um, who are looking for more members, maybe paid memberships. I want to help promote those, right? So that they can actually uh, get some more value out of using Playgroup than just the forums so that they also get a little discoverability aspect there. Um, and I just really want to grow that. I want to see, like, there there are some interesting challenges in there on the technical side as well. I just want to grow it to a point where I'm like, oh man, this is uh, getting, like, the server is getting too small for it. And I want to, <laughs> you know, like, I want to face those challenges and actually... Uh, see how I'll solve them because that's that's the fun part, right? Like doing stuff you've never done before and actually being a little overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, nice. Because that's that's how we get better, right? Right. <laughs> that's how we learn things. <laughs> that's what keeps it interesting. Speaking of keeping it interesting, this is this has really gotten me interested lately. What are you curious about these days? And this is a loaded question, Ben, because I know the answer. And what else has got your interest? <laughs> um. So you're probably going into <laughs> I've tiny hinted, lock I've hinted here at this one <laughs> a little bit, right? Um, so yeah, I uh, hmm. Um, so I'm pretty. All right, interested. I, I, I'll, I'll let let people in on the little secret here. <laughs> um, ben has produced Playgroup. He's also working a full time job, and in his spare time in the last two weeks, Ben decided to add yet another challenge to his life, and he's done it really well. And He's decided to build a brand new product from scratch, open in public, and he's tweeting about it every day. It's phenomenal. Tell us all about that, Ben. <laughs> if you say it out loud, it sounds a little bit crazy, but that's exactly what I did, yeah. Um, so first of all, I don't think I could make this work if it was not for my little three-week vacation that I've got going right now. Uh-huh. Um, nice. so- <laughs> this is a holiday experiment. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't think I could pull that off besides playgroup yeah. and the full-time job. That you know that would just take way longer. I think double or triple that probably. Um, so what what's got you interested? What is it? I think I just saw an opportunity. So I was like, you know, playgroup being in that state where I'm like, you know, chilling out a little bit on the developer side. 
I was still, you know, I'm still talking to people and I'm still talking, especially to those signing up. Um, but I didn't want to rush the development of new features there. So I was like, hmm, uh-huh. you know, I still got that urge to build stuff. And, you know, I kind of want to let that out somewhere. Um, yeah. And so I was looking for ideas and um, it took me like a week or two. And then I was like, huh. Um, so Substack looks pretty interesting. For, for those who don't know Substack, it's like a newsletter publishing platform, um, which is pretty hot right now. But yeah. I, I'm because I actually s- s- just stumbled upon the opportunity because I'm subscribed to some Substacks, some paid ones, some not paid ones, free ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really struggled to discover new ones. The content in there is pretty great, but it's really hard to discover them. And yeah. they also, for me, kind of like the customization that you know you usually get when you have some blogging software or other newsletters like when you're just publishing them yourself um and so i saw saw an opportunity there and then i you know i started researching them and i realized that if you have a paid newsletter on substack they actually take 10 percent of what you make which you know like this can get pretty expensive if you got you know like get a large readership there um and so i just saw an opportunity there to go um go in with a similar product that, you know, kind of remixes Medium, blogging and Substack in a way, because Medium is also one of those uh, companies that I've been following for a while. And I initially really liked what they did. And then they started adding those paywalls and stuff really got a little uh, annoying there. Oh, that was so (laughs) annoying. Uh, uh, A few years ago, if you haven't come across Medium, it's a forum, it's a platform where you can get on there and just basically, it's a blogging forum. And for a while there, it was such an awesome product. You could get on there and, and it was free to use, free to read. And then suddenly the paywall turned up and everything started being put behind a paywall. You, you had to pay to get involved. You had to pay to read. You had to pay to produce. And so yep. all of a sudden the community's out there thinking, oh, there's got to be something better. So in your time now, you've gone, Playgroup is on hold. I'm just letting it bed down for a while. I'm getting it stable and I'm going to start figuring out that next challenge, which is how to convert paying customers. But while I'm doing that and I have a bit of a holiday um, vacation time, I'm going to just use my creativity and produce another product just so I don't get too caught up in adding new features to Playgroup. I think that's really smart. But what I wanted to ask about that is how do you do this? How do you deal with the distractions? And (laughs) folks, you got to get this. Here's another thing that Ben's been dealing with recently as well. Uh, about a month or two ago, I think it was, you mentioned it on your podcast, you moved into a brand new house. Oh, so yeah. There you go. You're working full-time. You're producing Playgroup. Uh, you're moving into a new house, unpacking, setting things up. I'm assuming dealing with getting the internet connected, all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, how do you deal with distractions, Ben? This is amazing. <laughs> uh, I just get up really early. <laughs> ah, nice. No, that's- <laughs> how early is early? You know, that's just part of the truth, though. Um, so I recently, like last week, started getting up at like, it's not that early, to be honest. It's like 6, maybe 6.30, because I really couldn't do earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty um, early, mate. <laughs> but, yeah. But for a lot of us, um, you know, we're either really early people or really late people. <laughs> and so I'm both right now. candles at both <laughs> ends at the moment. <laughs> but I'm also just doing this because I can, because I've still got my vacation going. Yeah, um, nice. and I really, you know, like just last week we were in the old place selling the kitchen and everything. So there are a lot of distractions and I really got to be, 
uh, deliberate with how I spend my time um, because there's also more st <laughs> more stuff yeah. to do still in the old place. Oh yeah, we're in a video chat and you can see there's still stuff in this room actually that needs to be unpacked. <laughs> um, Boxes. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's a work in progress still. Um, and I'm uh, well done, man. I'm kind of juggling all of that. It's true, um, and it's not always easy. But I'm trying right now. What I what I manage to get in every day is probably two, maybe even three hours a day, and that's just enough. If you can focus on the product for two hours, and then at the end of those two hours, you just record a little video and make some, you know, think about something you can tweet out that day. Uh, that's that's enough. To be honest, that's just uh, that's just enough time to to pull it off. Um, yeah, well done. That's cool. I wish I wish I had your productivity sometimes. You might have listened to a previous podcast that I recorded while I was talking about distractions. I'm getting a bit better at it again, but for a while there, <laughs> I think it was just due to the, everything that was going on with COVID and all that. Yeah. I just got heavily distracted for a while. So, yeah, having those two hours or three hours a day, that's good. That's a good yeah. starting point, yeah. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's it, it, I'm, I'm just making it sound like I'm always productive, which is obviously not true. Um, there are <laughs> days, maybe even two days or three days in a row where I'm just not yeah. feeling it. Like I just don't want to yeah. work on anything. Yeah. No playgroup, no tiny log, no nothing actually. Yeah, we get that. And I'm trying to always leave a few of the easier tasks for those days, like just... I don't know. It depends on who you are, I guess. For me, easy tasks is like doing responsive stuff. Um, you know, like starting out on, on a desktop version and then just putting in the right classes, writing some CSS, maybe even thinking about the landing page because that's something I enjoy and it's not too hard to pull off. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm leaving those tasks, deliberately leaving those um, for those days because I know those days will come and I won't tackle the easy tasks until I'm, I'm actually uh, hitting one of those days. Um, yeah, cool. So I'm kind of batching hard and hard and easy tasks in a way. Nice, nice. That's a good. That's a good approach. You you tackle the hard stuff first when you're fresh and you can get into it. Yeah. And then when you're not feeling it, come to the easy stuff. Then yeah, that's yeah, really exactly. good advice. Actually, some people might be tempted to just go for the low hanging fruit, the easy things first. But I like what you've done there. That's good. Yep. And I've hey. actually, I've been doing this for a while and I didn't really know I was doing it until I actually thought about, you know, like how, how am I actually managing my time? Like I've never really, you know, took a closer look at it. And then just recently I started like, huh, can I actually optimize this? Like if, you know, <laughs> starting the second project, like, is there like a good way to, you know, manage my time? How do I split it between those projects and, you know, you're know, moving partners and everything. And uh, that's yeah. basically what kicked it off for me, like thinking about it. <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, you obviously do it well, mate. So thank you again for being the inspiration. Thanks. Man. There's a lot, of, <laughs> lot we can learn from that. Um, where I wanted to go at this point is talking a little bit about um you know your experience and how you go about it and if you have got any suggestions for others who are following on in your footsteps so first question there is what's a common myth about building and launching your own technology product and how would you debunk it oh that's a good one um so maybe on the example of tiny lock there's one thing that i'm doing right now um which is countering this you've, you've all heard that i guess which is you know build it and they will come which never yeah. really seems to work. Um, okay. So you always kind of got to validate your market and you got to check out if there's demand for it. Um, ah. And with Tiny Logs, I didn't really do that. I actually, you know, I deliberately, and I, was, I actually told that Noah, my co-host, 
Um, I actually said to him, hey, you know what? I, th- I think I'm going to build this and I'm going to ignore everything we learned in the last 12 months <laughs> because I just want to have fun with <laughs> so, this. So um, you, you decided that you'd build a product that was called Tiny Log. Yeah. And you just you just felt like going for it, build it, and they will come. That's what your that's what your approach was at that time, was it? In a way, yeah. But at the same time, I knew that, like in the head of my, in the back of my head, I knew that that's not how it works. So what yeah. I did was I decided to build it in public because then if you build it in public, people see it and you can get feedback from those people. Oh, you can nice. see if there is yeah. actually demand for it or if people think it's a terrible idea. And you know, like we already got Medium, which is way better. And um, yeah. so this building in public, in a way, is to counter this one myth that is prevalent in the bootstrapper community or probably hopefully not anymore which is built and they will come right so it's kind of like yeah. a counterpoint to that um, i like it and it's it's worked like i've i've got the first uh, first person paying for tiny log just yesterday um are you serious yeah yeah 11 days wow. after i started hang on it. a second <laughs> you started building this product three weeks ago 11 days like 12 days today. 11 days ago and okay this is cool this is a, this is debunking this myth for sure you've produced the product 11 days ago but because you've been launching it and sorry producing it in public you're getting all sorts of exposure about people paying attention yep. and watching what's going on and they can decide for themselves whether or not it's worth it yep and then bang someone's come along and said yeah that looks good i'll pay yep. for it exactly wow. <laughs> that's how you do it man folks that is how you do it <laughs> and that's that's obviously that a good sign like that's kind of my validation right now that you know like some people at least see some value in this and i should probably keep going <laughs> wow well, we're, I think we'll have to check back in in a few months from now, Ben, and we'll have to find out how that's going because that's an amazing start right there. That's yeah. huge. Well done. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I, I think so too. It's it's pretty motivating. <laughs> nice. So on that note, what advice would you give to someone wanting to start or grow their own technology product business? It's mainly been in, in our conversation already, but one of the biggest mistakes for me and, I've you know, like, all the people I've talked to are actually saying, you know, like SaaS takes time. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And they are right, but I still didn't really hear it <laughs> until I experienced it. Um, you just really need to relax a little bit more than you think. Like even like I, I, I entered this entire journey or I started this entire journey knowing that it will take some time and it still took longer yeah. than I expected. And that's why I, wow. uh, that's why I said I'm impatient in a way. Um, because I knew that it would take some time and it's been like a year, a little bit more than a year right now for me starting this entire thing. Yeah. Um, and like, I, to be honest, I thought with Playgroup, the product would be further down the road than it actually is right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, biggest advice would probably be know that it takes time, but also know that it probably will take longer <laughs> than that. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> That's good advice, man. Thank you. Um, lastly, are there any resources that have helped you on your journey? Like really helped you things that, or websites or materials or, or textbooks or anything. Is there anything out there that's really helped you on your journey that someone else might get value from? Oh, there are so many, um, Oh, this is like a lot of, there is a lot (laughs) too much to choose from, right? (laughs) Mainly there's so much to it because, you know, I learned most of the stuff that I know as a developer uh, by myself, like looking at open source projects, reading books about it. There were a lot of those. What I've really enjoyed in the um, last 12 months was definitely the mom test. 
Um, oh yeah, obviously awesome by April Dunford. Um, there's there's some books, are they? Yeah, right. Um, we can probably link that up in the show notes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do that. <laughs> and I mean, generally speaking, communities are really helpful. Like the Mega Maker Group, uh, places like Indie Hackers. Word of advice: Don't listen to everything. Um, <laughs> What I always like to do is listen broadly, apply narrowly, like just, you know, like listen to everybody and what they have to say, but then think about it twice and then act on it or don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think in general, those communities and just surrounding yourself with smart people, talking to people has been um, like, I've, I've been talking to people so much more than I was expecting. Like in my Twitter DMs, I got so many open threads yeah. with people via email, talking to other founders um, about pricing and everything. Um, yeah, you, you probably want to talk more about your product and the journey with other people who've, who've, who've made it or who've been there. Um, that's just one of my biggest resources, I think, is just talking to people. <laughs> nice, nice, man. That's cool. That's a good way. Um, all right, let's get into the wrap-up now, hey? Um, is there anything I probably should have asked you that, but I didn't today? Anything that you reckon would be really cool for the listeners to hear? Um... I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty open about everything. So if yeah. they have any Check questions. Check out Ben's Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Speaking of that, uh, Ben's Twitter handle is Digital Trouble. Again, really cool Twitter handle. Well done on that one, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and last but not least, if you had all the time and resources that you needed, what ridiculously ambitious project would you work on? Oh, probably the two that I'm working on right now. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Just get into them, hey? Get right deep into them. Yep. <laughs> That's cool, Ben. Um, where can the listeners find out more about Playgroup and everything else you're working on? Uh, Playgroup is playgroup.community. Uh, you can check that out. I'm at Digital Trouble on Twitter. Um, and tinylock.so is the new one. Well, I'm I'm mostly you know talking about everything that that I'm doing on Twitter these days, so pr- yeah. that's probably the best place to just uh, check it out. <laughs> nice. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. It's been awesome talking to you. And like I said, you're an inspiration to a lot of us. Going from a product idea to actually paying customer eleven days—that's phenomenal. That's hot <laughs> off the press right there. Cool. Thanks, thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This this has been a lot of fun for me. <laughs> cool. All right. See ya. Talk to you later. Well, there we go. What did you think? I told you at the start it was a pretty amazing story, didn't I? Let's recap that just to let it sink in. 12 days, he's got a working product and he's already got people knocking on the door saying, I want to buy it. That's something to look back at. That's pretty awesome. If you've got a moment, get online, go to Twitter and check out Ben's handle at Digital Trouble. Have a look at what he's been up to. You'll be impressed. I was. I don't know. Can you tell? (laughs) And while you're there, you know, tell him Dan said g'day. After that, I really do recommend you check out his products. So remember, that's playgroup.community and tinylog.so. Well, folks, that's about all we got time for. Let's wrap up the show, shall we? First up, let's get into the shout-outs. Shout-outs this week go to Noah Bragg and Justin Jackson. Guys, I'm sure you probably heard it in the interview, but you've been pretty influential on Ben recently. Noah, 
when you started that podcast with Ben, that's been an awesome thing. That's how I found out about you guys. But it's also, it's what's triggered you and Ben really starting to talk out loud and produce in public. The results are there to be seen. And Justin, you're doing such a wonderful job in the world, inspiring a lot of people, me included. But stepping up and being that first customer of Ben's product, Playgroup, and giving him the feedback that you are, that's awesome. Well done, Justin. Next up, Patreon. If you'd like to support Speaking of Products, please consider visiting patreon.com slash speakingofproducts and pledging a one-off or monthly donation. Our current goal is to work with a professional podcast editor each week so that I can use the time to get back to working on my product. To find out more about anything mentioned today, head on over to the show notes at speakingofproducts.com. If you've got a question, feedback or suggestions for a topic, I'd love to hear from you. I also welcome short snippets about your own product journey, which we can go through on the show just like we have today. You can reach me via Twitter at Speak of Products or Mr. Dan Miller. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or wherever you get your podcast by searching for Speaking of Products. If you enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to me and other potential listeners if you would consider giving a rating. Ratings help other people find out about the show So please take a moment to visit Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify and let us know what you think. Speaking of products is a creation of Miller Productions. I'm Dan Miller and you're a fantastic product maker. All the best with whatever you're working on and remember to keep speaking of products. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.